0: this morning. Well, that was my life. It was crazy, but that's all I knew. I was raised in an alcoholic family, and I thought to be a man, you had to pick up a bottle. And until I walked in through the doors of Victory Outreach, I learned to be a man, you have to pick up a Bible, you know? And it was for people like my spiritual father, Jack Lopez, his ministers here, Brother John, who latched a hold of me, and Brother Dominic. The you know, big brothers in the Lord that showed me, hey, you know, life doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to do that. You know, just accept the Lord in your heart, and he can change you. He'll renew you. You know, I used to be that man who used to tell my wife, you had the kids, you watching. watch them. I don't have time for it, you know. But God has given me a love not only for my own children, but for other children, yeah. many other children. And, and, and I'm, I'm just a blessed man today to be able to be called dad by not only my kids, but others. And it's only the grace of God. Men, you're in the right place at the right time. Don't miss out. I know a lot of you are dads, but it's time to become a father. And you know what? If I can do it, you can do, God bless you. Let's all stand.
1: I want to ask you to get your Bibles out to the book of... 1 Kings chapter five, 15. First, I'm to get directly into the word of the Lord. I wanted to sing. Say the name, but we'll do that later on. Beautiful, beautiful song. But let's get directly into the word of the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 15, beginning in verse 1. The key verse is verse 3, but I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. You haven't? Hopefully some of you are being like me now. Even when I bring my Bibles now, I'm like cheating now. I just follow along over here. (laughs) Sister, now in the 18th year, the king Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, reigned Abijam over Judah. Three years reigned he in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Maakah, the daughter of Abishalom. And he walked in all the sins of his father, which he had done before him. And his heart was not perfect, but the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father. Nevertheless, for whose sake did the Lord his God give him a lamp in Jerusalem to set up his son after him And to establish Jerusalem. Because David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life. Except only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Father I pray for your word to go forth to challenge. In the outset in the beginning of the sermon us as fathers. But then that he would turn it to challenge the children either to be like their parents or not to be like their fathers. That they would choose. We ask it in your name, Lord. And everybody together said, Amen. You may be seated. As you can see, they're giving it a title, Abijam, which is the name of the man we're going to be talking about today, or in jam." All right? Because that's what can happen. This guy was in a big time jam with peanut butter on it. uh, Slow rolling. Uh, He wasn't quite a tight spot because he Bado says there he followed in all the sins of his father Rehoboam now the story of Abijam is not as prevalent okay as those of David and of Solomon of Saul it's not that prevalent of a, of a story yet it is quite an interesting story and today we're going to be looking at Abijam's life and see if we might not be able to draw a few lessons from his life for our life, okay? Out of Abijam. We didn't pick David. I didn't pick Saul or Samuel or or Solomon, but I picked this individual, okay? Abijam was a son, the Bible says, of Rehoboam, Judah's first king. Thus, Abijam grew up under the worst and very unholy times. Okay? Idolatry uh, ruled and reigned during the times of Abijam. A lot of idolatry. And we covered idolatry last week. Idolatry is anything that comes in between you and God. Takes God's place. Now, when Rehoboam died, all he left behind to his son Abijam as an inheritance was a bad name, an evil influence, and a very ungodly kingdom. That's the reason why I've entitled it Abijam or I in a jam. Uh, He left, as an inheritance, an all messed up, totally wicked kingdom. That's what he left to his son. Not a home run. Hallelujah. Uh, When Abijam, when he took the throne, he was but a a weak, wicked puppet in the hands of cold, corrupt counselors. Stay with me now. I'm going to give you a lot of information before we start Cooking over here in this sermon, okay? But when he took the throne, he was very weakling. He was, a, he was a weak guy. He was a puppet in the hands of cold, corrupt counselors that his father had left behind. All right? Abijam was so easy to manipulate. He was as easy to manipulate as a puppy in his first love. That's how easy to manipulate he was. Huh? As a puppy in his first love. Uh, I know that wasn't you, Keith. Hallelujah. I know you had other loves before that. Uh, but you know they call it puppy love, right? When somebody's puppy love, oh, they're easy to manipulate. This guy was so easy to manipulate because it was like his first love as a puppy. Uh, they had him. And, and it was wicked people that were leading his life along. He only had a three-year reign as king. But the key, key thing that I want us to look at here this, this, this morning, okay, In his short three-year reign. And the reason that I've chosen him as our subject here on Father's Day. Is the influences, the outside influences that produced this man. That's what I want to look at. The outside influences that produced Abijam. That caused him to be the way he was. Okay. I want to look at those influences. See, Abijam. What a name. Hallelujah. Abijam. He had an odd combination of forces and influences that built into his life. Talk about strange bedfellows, okay? He had all kinds of different uh, outside forces that built in to his character that made his life. Now, on the one side, like I said, they were strange bedfellows. On the one side, he was blessed due to the blood of David that flowed through his veins. Okay, David. David was a great guy. That's what we, I read verses 4 and 5 here. Okay, But on the other side, the Bible says he walked in all the ways of his father Rehoboam. So he had like a pull of the influences in his life. He had the pull of David, but then also the evil of his father. Now the story of Abijah begins with his father. Because it says he walked in all the sins of his father. And we need to listen up here, fathers the story of every man begins with his father. Begins with his dad. Of any man. Or should I say, it can even go further back than that. When I went into Victory Outreach Men's Home, it really helped in my life that my father had taken me to the Methodist Church. It was in there. I remember coming in and when I was in the men's home, we had hymnals at the home at that time. I don't know where Pastor Son had gotten them, but he gave them in the home, and they had hymnals. And we used to sing from the hymnals. And the first song we sang was the number one song. It was in the first page of the Methodist hymnal, which was "Holy, Holy, Holy, Lord." And I said, yeah, "I know this song." And they started singing another song. Yeah, "I know that song." Man. Uh, see, it was already built into me. I thank God my dad took me to church. Before I used to go to church, I had small ears. Talk uh, about But thank God for that, that my dad took us to church. Uh, even in the life of Jesus himself, the gospel writers, they take their time in pointing out the life And the family tree of Jesus. There's a lot to your family tree is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot to your background that comes from way back that we don't even know about sometimes. Uh, They trace the life of Jesus back to David and Abraham and Noah and Adam. And even further than that, all the way back to God himself. That's where his family tree lies. Jesus. So Abijam's life begins with his father. It would do all fathers good to understand that and to live our lives accordingly. But it's sad to say, my friend, the history of of inner cities has proven that not to be the case. A lot of us, we don't take it to heart. Inner city history has proven that. Because a lot of us are very, very selfish individuals, are we not? Uh, We're selfish. Uh, I, I think the little story here of Larry Lopez Little Larry Lopez, life story. Uh, we're selfish. I don't care about that. I don't care. You know, all we care about is me, myself, and Irene. Hallelujah. Uh, really. We're very, very selfish. See, the, back, the breakdown of many men's lives begins with their fathers. That was a case here with Abijah. His life was pretty much over before it started. That's the way it was. His life was over. See, Rehoboam, his dad, set a pace that would not that Abijam would not be able to keep up with. Did you hear what I said? He set a pace that Abijam would have not been able to keep up with. If Larry would have kept going on, setting the pace that he did, I don't know about Christopher and Nicholas. I don't think they could have kept up with him. You got, you, no way. Uh, they would have tried, but they would have... They would have, they would have You know, falling off the cart, hallelujah. Uh, How do they call that falling off the what? The what? Say it again? Wagon, wagon. They would have fallen off with their dad a few times too. Uh, That's what happened here with the life of Abijah. See, Rehoboam plowed a path which is commonly called a rut. What's it called? A rut that his son was destined to follow and could not get out of. That's what happens. We plow, fathers. We plow a path for our children to follow. And it becomes a rat. When the people came from, from uh, uh, Independence, Missouri, all the way to the, to the West Coast years ago, they, all, they, all they had to do was get the wagons, no wonder they call it the wagon, and put it on a trail, and it would lead all the way. It was a rut All the way to, to, to Portland. All the way to, you know, to the West Coast. That's how they would get here. Uh, and Fathers, that's what we do to our children. We put them on a rat, on a path that we've paved for them. And it's almost impossible to get out of. Uh, Talk about influence. And this message is on the influences of a father, whether for the good or for the bad, on his children. See, the sins of untold thousands can be traced back uh, to Abijam. Stay with me now. The sins of untold thousands can all be traced back and charged to the account of this king that only reigned for three years, Abijam. Because the Bible says he followed in the ways of his father and he was a king, so everybody else followed him as well in the evil ways. See, fathers, the path that we're setting, our children are going to follow us. But not only our children, other people as well. Ah, They can be traced back to us. Rehoboam and Abijam, they never lived long enough to see the harvest of their selfish and sinful influences. Did you hear what I said? They didn't live long enough because it carried on for years and years. In the case of Rehoboam, he created problems his children were unable to solve. And many times as fathers, that's what we do. We create problems for our families that they're unable to solve. See fathers on Judgment Day We're not only going to have to answer for our evil ways, but for those, you know, children that we have influenced. Those people that we have influenced. Even myself as a spiritual father, you know, I'm going to have to answer for for your stuff as well. We need to understand that. But while Abijam was cursed for his father's influence, he was also blessed for his great-grandfather David's influence as well. Uh, So he was cursed on the one hand, but he was also blessed on the other hand because of David. The Bible says he was blessed for David's sake. But my friend, it's important to understand that Abijam's blessings had nothing to do with his own merit. Nothing to do with, with, with what he did. See, the blessings were to be accounted on David's behalf, not on Abijam's behalf. The Bible makes that very, very clear. See, Abijam's blessings came from a rather distant past, far away. Nothing that he warranted. Talk about grace. Talk about grace. Unmerited favor. His blessings came not because of him. Uh, you know, sometimes I sit in my house and I think, wow, I've tried to be pretty good, but this is a nice house. I think it's, I trace it back to Josie. She's been so good, good person. Uh, Because sometimes I wonder, man, God, you know, how how come I, you know, you've been very, very good to me. Uh, But a lot of it can be, my my wife got a lot to do with that, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, The blessings of God, they can be traced back to different, different people. See, the story and history of numerous families have this type of background. Stay with me now. Okay. Where the pluses and the blessings belong actually to another family member. Not the actual recipient, as happened here with Abijah. Remember Lot and Abraham? Uh, Lot was the nephew to Abraham. They came out of the land of the Chaldeans of Ur and what have you. And When they got to you know, Canaan's fair land, the promised land there, Abraham told his, his, his nephew Lot, Hey, choose the land you want. So it was Abraham's blessings, really, why Lot was blessed. Uh, he, he said, Man, I'll take the green stuff. Uh, I want the good pastors. So he was blessed. He was rich. He became rich as well. Uh, but, but then he got caught in, in doing some crazy stuff. Some came, people came in and, 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 and took him captive. And Abraham found out about it. And Abraham had to go rescue him again. Uh, and then, then when he was in Sodom and Gomorrah, it had to be Abraham again, uncle to the rescue. Uh, Man, uh, look at 2 Samuel 9.7. I've preached on this verse before. 2 Samuel 9.7. It says there, And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake. I will restore the land that Saul, g- your father gave you, his father gave him. See, Mephibosheth was blessed for his father's sake. Father's, a lot is riding on our radials. More so than we even think. And we know the story, here I preach on this. had gotten away from everything. He thought he was, he, 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 he was a terrible, terrible, he was in a terrible, terrible situation, circumstance, and state. He moved away from Jerusalem as far away as he could. What was the name of the city? Lodabar. Remember that? He was laying low in Lodabar. Uh, how low can you go? And we found out how low. I've covered a sermon on that before. He was hiding. He was, he was crippled. He was all messed up. But then David says, man, you know what? I wonder if there's anybody left of the household of Jonathan that I might bless him. Uh, and you know the story. He calls for Mephibosheth. He comes and he says, he tells him, He thought the king was going to, because that's the way he thought most people were. Because he was looking at his grandfather, Saul, who ruled with an iron fist. Ah, you know. So he thought everybody was like that. He didn't know David was representing God as best as possible. And David walked in all the ways of the Lord. He didn't know what God really looked like until he saw David. See, Father, sometimes they're not going to really know who you look like until you, you know, mirror the attributes of God. Then they'll find out who you who God really is. God's not always like, here, get out of your room. Give me five. Yeah, uh, hey, I don't want to hear it. Uh, that's not God. God is just and righteous and reasonable. Uh, so when Mephoboshev comes before King David, he thinks, Oh man, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it. You're gonna get me now. Uh, my life was terrible, it's gonna get even worse now. But the, David says, Hey, Mephoboshev, fear not. Uh, don't worry. All that I have is yours and then all that your King Saul had is, is yours and more, and more than that. So shall you ever eat at the king's table. Ah, uh, The blessings. But it can all be traced back to the father. See how many children are so blessed due to their parents. Yesterday I went to drop off my daughter Valentina at a graduation party at Church of God in Christ, Pastor Macklin's Glad Taddy's Church. He graduated with his daughter. So I took her over there. And, you know, I was looking at the kids and the offspring of Pastor Macklin. Uh, and they were all there. And sometimes I got to ask, who are you? What one are you? And he's got so many offspring already. Then I saw a little bitty tyke, a little bottle. Uh, and I said, No. They didn't have a baby already. Who, who, who's that? He goes, no, that's Mattia's baby. That's Pastor Michael's grandson. I go, oh. But he was looking at me like, I know who I am. I get free bottle at La Pineda. Uh, he was like, he's a blessed kid. He knows it. You just see Sonny's grandkids, right? Sonny's grandkids, ooh, they they blessed. Uh, they blessed, man. They know it. Uh, But they're finding out the reason why. When they're small, they don't really know. And they're being grateful. Uh, And and Pastor Michael's grandchild, he blessed. Blessed kid. Uh, Prayerfully, several grandkids, kids are going to be blessed in about 20 years. Hallelujah. (laughs) Stay in the garage, brother. Stay in the garage. Hallelujah. (laughs) Um, You had to be here last week to understand that one. All right. Hallelujah. 20 years, you get to unpack the thing. All right. Let's go on. See, how many of us are blessed, and we're blessed, and should the strands of our family lines be unwoven, we would find this type of mixture where one of our distant relatives lived a powerful, pleasing life in the eyes of God. In other words, we're blessed, but it was somebody way down the line in our family uh, that did right in the sight of God. And that's why we're blessed. Because of them. See, many of us have a number of forgotten faces that have built into our lives. Uh, I wrote down a few names in my Miss Cassim. Ka- I remember Miss Cassim in my life. Stella Steels, Adam Clayton Powell. I mentioned that last week. I don't I didn't even know Adam Clayton Powell, but he built into my life, and, you, and I brought that out last week. Because in 1950-something, 1957... They had school integration. They had segregation up until that point, but it was a man by the name of Adam Clayton Powell, a senator who passed the law saying there had to be integration in schools. Okay. Now, now, hey, because of that, I, I, I can talk to uh, people of, of a different pigmentation and do all right. I could probably run for city council of Southgate and, and do pretty good. Hallelujah. Uh, or hey, or someplace. But if if, if, it, if it wouldn't have been for that, I, I'd still be like talking all that crazy kind of stuff uh, that only in the neighborhood you can talk. And I know how to do that. My wife gets mad at me every time I do that. If I say what I let, you going to tell me when I get home, she's going to say what I let, what did you do that for? No, she won't. You had to think here now. You had to stay with me now. Uh, she doesn't like me to talk like that because, hey, we got to be very proper here and prim and all that stuff dealing with individuals here. Uh, but that guy, Miss Cassim, Ms. Cassim is the lady. I was the teacher's pet. i would never been a teacher's pet. All of a sudden, I get to, remember I talked about the, the, when I got to go to do the, clean the, have free lunches and we didn't have a fight because me and my friend? Well, it was Mrs. Cassim that chose me. Uh, because I was, all of a sudden, she, I guess she saw some leadership qualities in me. Talked to the principal. If you don't want to fight, put this guy and this guy together and they'll be okay. And I became the teacher. i would never been a teacher's pet. I mean, you've heard some of my stories. I had teachers slap me. And that, because that's what, you know, I've had some crazy stuff happen to me. Now all of a sudden I was a pet. I, like, I remember she said, I want people, I have chosen two people to stay after school. I'm going to teach them piano. I was one of them, I didn't learn. Uh, but she liked me. Uh, miss Kassim thank God Stella Bustillos that was Lady Taylor's sister uh, used to write to me when I was in prison because she was my Sunday school teacher built into my life people that build into our lives but my friend none can and should take the place of a father the father see our character has so many contributors past influences teachers examples instructions exhortations all that Have built into our current character. All those things have built into the current character that we are. See, our life is a reservoir of many rivers, of many lakes, of many streams. That's what our life is. That's the reason why it's important to me who my children hang around with, what type of music they listen to. See, a person's influence, especially a father's, cannot be, you know, added up in this lifetime. But I'm I'm picking on, on who, who my kids knew who, who are they because they're being built into. Uh, even the type of music. I mean, because you know this this rap stuff and you know, wow, I mean they're you know, I'll kill you and you know and uh, Man, you know, easy e died of AIDS because he was easy huh. all that stuff, you know, hey man, well, you know. LL cool, yeah, man, uh, we, we need some T-bone in the house, Ah, uh, we need some of those goods to build it into our, our kids, And man, you know, seventh heaven, I don't know, hallelujah, let's go on. Uh, <laughs> but see, a person's influence, especially a father's, you can't add up in one lifetime how they've built into people's lives, especially their children. But in getting back to the life of Abijam, Bible says that he was the father of Asa, a goodly, godly man. That's what it says in chapter 16, Asa. He was a good king, a great king. Bible says he was one of the greatest kings that Israel ever had. Wow, how did that occur? How did that transpire? How did that happen? His son became one of the greatest kings ever. In the history of all of Israel. Uh, How could that happen? To come from a father like Abijah. See first his father was terrible. Abijah. His mother was worse. Uh, Plus all the counselors in his father's court were very totally corrupt. The deck of his life. I'm talking about Asa now. The deck of his life was stacked against him. Are you with me? Stacked against him. Yet, in spite, in spite, in spite of all these contrary influences, this young man rose above them and turned a whole entire nation to God. Against all that stuff that was coming against him, the deck was stacked, yet he rose above it all. And what I'm trying to say is that somewhere among all those evil influences... In the household and family of Assam uh, and of Abijam, somewhere in there lived a humble, godly individual that influenced his life. Somewhere in there, a nameless face that lived inside his family that influenced this young man. Somebody that was, somebody was helping him. Yes, look at this what's happening. But you gotta study the scriptures but God says this but God says that listen we need them kinda of people he was a nameless there whoever that individual He wasn't mentioned in the Bible but so what great in the sight of the Lord not of men it's not chronicled who disciple this individual but somebody did it the father didn't do it so somebody else did Fathers, if you're not gonna do it God will raise somebody else up I pray in your family That'll steer them in the right direction. But I pray that you do it. You be that individual. Some godly family member whose life and name was not recorded. Someone willing to serve and to be forgotten. Somebody willing to serve in the shadows. Someone who believed in this young man. Now You've heard again my story, and I bring it out sometimes because it's a fact. When I got saved, the first person I wanted to go see... Now, yeah, I love my mother. I love my father. I want to go see my grandma. And I, that's where I went. I went straight to her house, and she thought, she opened the door. I'll never forget. She opened the door just like every other time. It had been 10 days. She just opened the door. And I, just, and I said, no, 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 no. No. You are not want that. I'm not going to go in. Because she would just open the door, and she knew what I wanted, a tortilla with butter. That's, that's what I always wanted. That's what I wanted. That's, and she was just like, because I'd only been gone 10 days. It was like, well, I haven't seen him in 10 days, okay. You know, and it was just like normal. That, that face of nothingness. And, you know, and I go, Nana, I ain't going in. I'm not going to go in until you listen to what I have to say. Jesus Christ changed my life. I'm no longer a drug addict. I'm no longer the same person that used to come in here 10 days ago. That face changed. And, and if you don't understand Spanish, I'll translate it, but I have to say it in Spanish first. She says, Yo sabía. Yo sabía que usted iba a cambiar. She, said, no, but she says, I knew you were going to change. How could a grandmother 29, 30 years ago know that a heroin addict could change? How could somebody know that when they didn't change back in those days? But she knew it somehow. She built into my life. These are the kind of people that we, that we, we got to give honor where honors is due. Fathers, if you're not going to, but my dad did build into me. I'm not going to, you know, but my grandmother really, she believed in me when nobody else did. We need those kind of people. Listen, if I could tell you anything, as your pastor in this church, believe in, in people, even the low down. It doesn't matter. Believe in them. You never know what God can do, especially in a ministry like ours. That's what my grandmother did. She said, I knew you were going to change. Now go ahead and have a tortilla. (laughs) Hallelujah. Influences are immortal. They're immortal. They live on. Our influences live on longer than we do. Uh, I drove by Eden Congregational Church that we used to rent yesterday. I was going down Mission, I looked. They're building. They don't have a big church, but somebody left money. And you guys know that. Millions of dollars, and they're investing it back in that church. See, influencers live on longer than you and I do. See, church, especially fathers, many decisions that we make in the present time affect our future immensely. Fathers, listen up to me. Decisions we make, and now children, start listening to me now, especially. The decisions we make in the here and now affect the hereafter a lot. Ah, Friday night was the end of a journey that my wife and I began about 16, 17 years ago. 16, 17 years ago, we decided to invest in the education, Christian education of our children. Friday night was the culmination. Hallelujah. Valentina, you made it. I remember my wife coming up to me and saying, congratulations. And I said, me? She goes, yes. And she hugged me She says, we did it. Uh, it's, it's you know it's sort of like it's over I didn't think about that Ooh. I said well now they better get scholarships uh, but listen to me we decided sixteen, six, seventeen to send our children to, to Christian school I'm not saying to do that I'm saying try to do that we decided to do that we knew the sacrifice that it was gonna take But see, we wanted to send them someplace that was going to augment and complement and enhance and enrich all the teachings that we were giving them in our house. And there's no substitute to a Christian school. Wow, if you can send your children there, oh, do it. It's worth it. Look at me. I'm still breathing. Yeah, I took a lot of moolah money and all that stuff driving them from way down getting them together and then I gotta go get who are you going to pick up the kids I think I've been pretty good at that as a father because I could say no I'm working right now I have to put a sermon together uh, I am an elder regional pastor husband about 99.9% of the time I said, okay, I'll go. (laughs) Uh, Talk about, man. Uh, The other, well, let's go on. I'm getting close to closing. Um, See, that's when we decided to give them a good education. That education, uh, it helped already the things that we were doing. But let's get back to the case of Asa. In the case of Asa, his early years, he had little to do with those early years of his, of his upbringing. But when he grew older, he then was able to make his own decisions. Did you hear me, children? Did you hear me, children? In the beginning of his formative years, he had little to do with that. It was just, you know, in his, the hands of his children, just like the little boy right here, right now. Uh, Robbie's kid, Nika's kid, he was like, is he that easy to get along with? Is he just follow? you that, is that? He's like, bad, he's bad. wish he'd have been my kid. Uh, he like, you know, I was praying for him that he wouldn't hit his head over there, you know. Uh, you got very, but once you get older, then you can start making your own decisions. You hear me, people? Start making your own decisions. Such times in a person's life when he or she now has to begin making their own decisions are always crucial and pivotal points in that person's life. Like my daughter, she's gone out to a Pacific University now. And man, I drove with her here today. <laughs> and we have taught her, be an example. But she had a choice to either be an example to get here on time or drive slow for dad. She chose to be an example for the people here on time. <laughs> you ever gone through that new thing over there that they have to go to San Jose this way, that the 580 turns into 880, the 880, that new one that they made? On a Sunday morning when there's no traffic, you know, and I was trying to read my cards, my wife had bought me, and all of a sudden, I said, "Oh!" I said, "I don't care how she drives, but she's alone. But I'm in the car." I said, "Young lady, uh, slow down, slow down. I have a motto: Live to preach again, uh, and I want to live by that motto. I'm, I want to preach this morning." And she slowed down, but now I can. But I sent her off now. Now she has to make her own decisions. Children, uh, that's what happens sooner or later in, in everybody's life. Crucial moments. In moments like these, is when heaven and hell collide in control for the soul. Listen to what I just said right there. In times, in crucial moments like this, when young people have to make decisions, is when heaven and hell collide in control for the soul. Man, I was listening to the radio. I don't understand it, but I I guess so. But I don't understand it. They have this singles hotline, or maybe they should call it—I don't know—they call it hotline. (laughs) Well, anyways, they have dances. Oh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna go ski. We're gonna do this this summer, and we're gonna have dances and clubs. And young people, you're going to have to choose, what are you going to do? Uh, and I think, my kids are always coming up to me, Dad, what do you think about going to the school, this? What do you think about the dance? you've uh, you got to be careful there. But you've got to make your own decisions. See, and by these decisions, a person either lives or dies. He either stands or falls. He either fails or succeeds on these decisions. Asa, my friend, was tugged by both directions. But the decision rested solely on his shoulders. Learn this. Decisions belong to us, but results don't. They belong to God. That's a very important lesson I learned many years ago. Decisions belong to each and every one of us. You can make any decision you want to. The decision is yours, but the results don't belong to you. The results belong and are reserved for God. He makes the results. And he makes those results out of the decisions that you've made. That's why I said before, good decisions equal good results. Better decisions equal better results. Excellent decisions equal excellent results. Great decisions equal great results. The choice is yours. What kind of results you want in your life. See decisions ultimately tell us and everybody else who we are. Did you hear what I said? Decisions tell us who we are. See, during the time of Rehoboam and Abijam and Asa, those were some heavy, heavy trying times. Much like the days that we're living in today. When it was so easy to live the low life. Listen to me now as I'm I'm landing this this airplane here. During the times of Asa and, 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 and Abijam and Rehoboam, there were some times that was easy to live the low life. And it was difficult to live the high life. It wasn't easy. Doing wrong and rebelling was in. If you were Madonna, you was gonna get some publicity, Jack. Back in those days. Ooh. Wow. She's not like a virgin. Uh, I want to be a material girl, not a spiritual girl. Uh, Back in those days, during these times that I'm talking about, was a lot like these times that we're living in today. It took no courage just to drift with time. It didn't take any courage just to, just to, just to drift along and go along with the crowd. Everybody's doing it, so I'm going to do it as well. Going with the flow was popular then. Doing what everybody else was doing was very popular in those days, just like today. See, a weakling like an abijam could not do otherwise, but then to go with the flow his rut of a destiny was set. Oh please understand what I just said there. A weakling like Abijam could not do otherwise but to go with the flow. A weakling like that individual could not go against the grain. He was gonna fall prey to the rut of his day and his social standing of that day. For anyone to break from the established norm of that day, much like today, would require more strength than most young people had. They didn't have the guts back in those days. Uh, They were all gonna just go with the flow, much like today. Listen to me, people, especially children, it is always easier to be a victim of circumstances than to be a victor of circumstances. It's always easier to be a victim of circumstances than to be a victor a maker of circumstances see life is what you make it but it's always easier to go with the flow I don't know when it was but just it was just the other day for me it's almost just the other day but I heard my son testify someplace I don't know where it was and he said in growing up I could have chosen to be like my family not my immediate family, but he, was, he wasn't talking about Josie's family, not that time. But he was talking about my family. Why didn't you talk about them? They're just as bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but my family is very obvious. He knows that. And he says, man, I looked at my dad's family, and I said, I love him, but I don't want that. You know, I, but I don't want that. I don't want that for my life. See, we've built into their lives where they can have choices to make. Uh, And it's not easy to make. some. But I thank God for the choice he made. Matter of fact, the reason he got saved is because we never push Christianity down his throat. That's what he'll tell you. When we let him make the decision, he says, Dad, I thank you and Mom that you allowed me to make my own decision to accept Christ. I did it, Dad. It was something that I did. I was willing to go against the grain of my society. And I decided to do this on my own uh, see young people it's so easy to be the victim of circumstances just you're a product of your it's not my fault I'm a I'm, 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 I'm a drug addict I'm from Dakota can't help it everybody's a dope fiend there and for many years they worked so about 21 years ago people had been praying it wasn't just us people had been praying for your 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 neighborhood and God sent him and we could have gone to New York we could have gone to Phoenix we could have gone to Fresno we could have gone to Denver there was another city that we had but we came here God sent us here ah to help try and make a difference in the East Bay Uh, ah people making decisions but it's easy to go with the flow anybody could do that anybody can 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 carry a you know a beer Anybody can do all that stuff. But the decider say, no, no, this is what I want. I want this for my children. This is what I'm going to do right here. Uh, not just anybody can pick up a, a Bible. Aren't you glad for your dad that what he did? Man, what a blessing. I'm getting close to closing. But I like the ending here. See, men care much too often more what the crowd thinks of them than what God and what they think of themselves. The way of evil has always been the broad way. But the way of righteousness has always been the road less traveled. It's always been easier to do wrong than to do right. I was thinking about the Canadian Mountie called Dudley Do-Right. The devil gave him that name. Dudley. In other words, you're a dud if you do right. No, that's not true. Uh, but it's always been easier to do wrong than to do right. People can drift into hell, but you've got to fight your way into heaven. Anybody can drift into hell. And by the way, God don't send nobody to hell, we send ourselves. But anybody can drift into hell. But you're going to have to fight if you want to make it into the kingdom of God. Narrow is the way, straight is the gate. It's not easy. Evil habits are like weeds. They'll grow anywhere with absolutely no care. But if you're going to raise a crop, that's going to take some... It's a totally different story. It's going to take a whole lot of care and a whole lot of tending to. If you want your life to produce good and godly character, it's going to take tending to. But if you want to produce a crop and a harvest, you got to come to church. You've got, you got, you got to cut the crop. You've got, you got to take care of it. you got to water the soil. Uh, parents, fathers especially, don't think your, your family is going to grow just like that. They'll, they'll grow into weeds. Just give them a channel check. Game boy, game girl. Ah. Uh, that's all. You'll grow weeds. It's easy to grow weeds. But to produce a crop, you've got to pray. We fast on Mondays. Did you know that? We've been doing this for years. And we don't do it just for your health. We do it for your spiritual health. Health, too. <laughs> Helps a little bit. Uh, but to say no to sin. Learn to put this flesh under subjection. Don't let this flesh tell you what to do. You tell it what to do. Today's Monday, flesh. We ain't eating till 5. And if you don't behave, I'll keep it to 5.01. <laughs> uh. All right, there you all right, all right, 5.02. Okay, 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 okay. Uh. See, anybody can just drift down the, the Broadway. But man, you, you, you know, you, you got to discipline yourself if you want to grow a godly crop. You know, we're going to church today. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Uh, I can imagine Joshua, when he said those words, all his family said, hey, you talk for yourself, eh? No, he turned around to his family, probably says, I'm talking for, my, for all of you. you. All of you guys. Uh, everybody. See, the life that chooses to pay the price and grow against the grain will be a life that will keep practicing and producing long after it's gone. Always producing. Always. Look at, and let me, I'm going to close with this Proverbs 20, verse 7. And this scripture, I didn't have it in my sermon, but I in- injected it, interjected it here, because my wife gave me a beautiful picture with this scripture on it this morning. So I decided to put it in. Proverbs 20, verse 7. The just man, fathers, he walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Choose you this day. Where do you want to walk? Anybody can walk the broad way. But to walk the narrow way. Church again? You mean I got a tith- You know what? It must do so much use for your children when they see you get a tithing envelope. And an Ezra fund envelope. Building, you know, we can envelope. Oh, that's like hitting a home run, Esteban. That's like hitting a home run. You want to be like that? Teach yourself a tithing envelope. That's what this dad does. Uh, I want to finish with this. It's right out 12 12 o'clock high. The high life. There was a song we used to sing. We're going to sing it right now. You know, I don't even know. We're going to do it. Italian style. A cappella, which means without a piano. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me The world behind me The cross before me The world behind me The cross before me The world behind me No turning back No turning back Though no one goes with me Still I will follow Though no one joins me still I will follow though no one joining me still I will follow no turning back no turning back I want every head bowed and every eye close I want to pray for all of you not just the fathers all of you that God has ministered to your life to be a good influencer influence is immortal. It lives on and on. My grandmother's gone. She lived to be 89 years old, but she's gone. But I might not be here if it wouldn't have been for her. I don't know if anybody believed in me, but she did. She didn't know statistics about drug addicts and heroin addicts. She didn't know any of that. She just remembered me as a baby. It's a young man, different. Boy, I can imagine my life growing up in a small town like that. Wow. But they spotted something in me that I didn't even know, I didn't even see. Influence is immortal. I wanna pray for those of you that say this sermon is ministered to my life. I don't want to be in a jam. I don't want to lead my family into a jam. I don't want to influence others into it. I want to live a good life, a godly life. I don't want to be a weed. I want to produce a crop 30, 60, 100 fold in my family. If that's you and God has ministered to your life and you want me to pray for you, maybe you're not saved, maybe you're not born again. Maybe you need forgiveness of sins. You can also stand with these that I'm going to ask to stand in just a few moments. But if you find yourself in either of these two categories, if you need forgiveness of sins and to get right with God, or God has ministered to your life, or maybe both. You need prayer in both areas. That you don't want to be a weed. You want to be a crop. Meet for the master's use. Ready, prepared. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of work going against the grain. But it's okay, it's worth it. Back in the days of Asa, he had to rise above all that. He had to put aside MTV. He had to put aside all this gangster rap. He had to fall in love and stay in love and fight to stay in love with with God. There was an outside influence, somebody there that's nameless, faceless, that built into his life, that he became one of the greatest kings of all time. That's what 1 Kings 15 says, one of the greatest kings of all time. And if that's you and you want me to pray for you, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right there where you're at. I want to say a prayer for you. Because every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Spirit of God, moving in and ministry. So this sermon was right up my freeway, Brother Steve. And I want to culminate it, I want to conclude it in prayer. And I would like for you, as a spiritual father of this household of faith, to pray for me. I need it. I need it. I need all the help I can get to go against the grain. It's not easy. And I want your prayers. If that's you, and you desire for me to for you. I want to ask you to stand on your feet and join these that are already standing. Then we're going to pray. Is every head is still bowed and every eye is still closed. you want to be included in this prayer. I'm going to wait a few moments longer then we're going to pray. Many are standing, but I know that there's more. So i want to wait a few moments longer for you as well. If you would stand and be included in this prayer with these that are already standing. Go ahead and feel free to do so at this time. Then we're going to pray. Anybody else, you want to be included in this prayer? you don't want to be a weed you want to be a crop anybody else is my final call you want to be included in this prayer I'm going to ask you to stand your feet and join the other day, then we're going to pray I'm going to wait a few moments longer I want to build into your life I want to pray into your life anyone else I want to wait a little bit longer then we're going to pray you want to be included in this prayer quickly stand your feet right there where you're at then we're going to pray hallelujah anybody else thank you Jesus maybe we need forgiveness of sins maybe we need to get right with God take advantage of this opportunity the Spirit of God is tugging and loving ministry to our lives could there be somebody else I know there's many standing but I believe there could be others I want to wait a little bit longer than we're going to pray you want to be included in this prayer someday you'll thank God that I waited so I want to wait anybody else this is my final call you haven't stood up yet but you want to do so now you want to be included in this prayer, feel free to stand. Let me pray for you. Hallelujah. And I'm going to ask those of you that are standing to take a final step to slip out of your seat and come and stand at this altar. Hallelujah. God bless you, young man. The, one that was the final one to stand. God bless you. Beautiful. That's it. Quickly come. Stand and sing it. Of we're gonna sing it through one time. And then we're gonna pray. Say the
2: name
1: of Jesus. Say Raise your hands and your voices. Sing it to the love of your soul. Father God. here I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer after me say Jesus I thank you that in your word the gospel writers bring out the importance of the family tree the family lineage your lineage which is my lineage goes all the way back to David, Abraham, Noah, Adam, and Father God Himself. Everybody that built in to who we are. Allow me to weigh the importance of what my life is and does to others especially my family I wanna be a godly goodly influence to my family first and foremost but to all that I come in contact with Because I know that influence is immortal. It's forever, whether for the good or for the bad. I don't want to be a weed, and I don't want to produce weeds. That's easy. I want to produce a good crop in my children, my family, with my friends wherever I would go and I know that won't be easy that'll take sacrifice and more sacrifice and more sacrifice and dying to self putting self on hold but I'm willing to do that be able to be the influencer you've called me to be I'm in your hands I'm your tool use me use me for your honor and glory in your name Jesus I pray amen Father now I pray for everyone that is here From the fathers to those that know, Lord God, that they're called to be influencers. But especially the fathers. Let us be serious. Let us not be selfish. Let us not brush things aside that we know are important. Let us be able to weigh in the balance and prioritize our time and our energies and all that we do. Yes, you will give us free time that we've earned. I know that, Lord God. But Lord, allow us to build into people, okay, to put that as priority into our wives, into our spouses, and to our children, our grandchildren, our spiritual children, our friends, our relatives, our acquaintances, our families, and beyond. Let us disciple on purpose, with a purpose, with a destiny. And Lord, if there's any that are in a rut right now, get him out of it. Let him be like Asa. Let him be like Asa and come against the ruts of his time and decide to plow. He turned a whole entire nation back to you, Jesus. Back to God. Back to you. Let us do that in the inner cities of this world. And wherever you lead us. As Victory Outreach International. Let us go into the neighborhoods and Get them out of ruts. Put them on the path of righteousness. Righteousness. We ask it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that song again. Say the name before we close. Say the name. Beautiful, beautiful song of Jesus. Raise your hands and your voices.
2: your tears and And wipe wipe away
1: What a wonderful name. Jesus. Oh, bless you, Lord. Jesus. Say it one more time, come on.
2: Jesus.
1: ask my son if you would come and dismiss in a word of prayer. Listen, I want to just thank you all for coming on this Father's Day. Many of you I know are moved in other places, but you've made it a, a point to be here at this church this morning. I thank you for that. Amen. And many of you I know that, uh, especially I know that when I travel different places around here, we have people from all over from Hayward that are like in all these different cities. And that's okay. God bless you. Is that right? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's all kinds. Uh, But, uh, 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 you know, we had a part here. And uh, this church continues to thrive and grow as well. And we're going to soon knock down these walls. Amen. We're headed in that direction. Amen. So, praise God. I'm going to have my son maybe share a little bit about fatherhood, what have you, then to go ahead
3: and dismiss in a word of prayer. That's if you want to. Amen. Well, tonight I know that uh, our oldest brother here, the Victory Henry Award, he's going to be preaching. He's a father, amen. Brother Dominic, he's going to be sharing tonight. So for those of you that want to come out tonight, uh, but also I know that many of you, you, you have your fathers. You're going to uh, spend time with them and, and uh, that's, that's great and that's, that's awesome. You should do that. And uh, really what I really, God put upon my heart as I was sitting there was really to a lot of those of you that are already uh, I know when my father shares, he always says, "Children, automatically you think you're children." Well, you are also a child. You're 45. You're 50. You are also a child. Uh, you have a father. You have a mother. Maybe or uh, maybe you're like uh, one of the guys that lives with me in the Joshua home. Maybe your uh, father left out on you, and, and your mom, you know, uh, uh, also left out, or maybe you've passed away, uh, and so you don't actually have parents. That you might say, man, I hear all this stuff about father. I hear all this stuff about parenting and this. Listen, I would challenge you, really, really grab a hold of a father. Get a father. You say, well, I don't have one. You come every Sunday, you have two parents, Steve and Josie. That's a, that's a mother and a father right there that you can have, that you can say, you know what, maybe I may not have had a physical mother or physical father, but I'll tell you one thing. My parents, they, they will help you on any which way or form that they can. Uh, I know because I've been there late at night, midnight, one in the morning, two in the morning uh, when uh, they've been counseling some of you and I was just a little kid, you know, running around the whole church and, and breaking stuff and, you know, uh, I, all that stuff. Like my parents, you know, they would get mad at me because I'd break a lot of things and he would always have to replace it, but he was he was just doing what he could because he was counseling some of you guys late at night, one in the morning, two in the morning, and he'll. He'll continue to do it. My father always says, "Aging, ain't nothing but a number. It doesn't matter. He'll stay up late at night again. Keep talking, keep talking. So I would challenge you. Grab a hold of a father. Grab a hold of a mother. Or grab a hold of a brother or a sister. Amen? Grab a hold of somebody's hand there next to you. Let's join hands on a word of prayer. If you haven't talked to your father in a long time, you say, man, I haven't, he lives far Thank God for technology, amen? Call him. Call him. Please, please do. Please. I haven't talked to him in 20 years. Call him. Take Father's Day as an excuse to call him. Why are you calling me? Well, I wanted to talk to you, Dad. Talk to him for 20 minutes about nothing. Just talk to him. Talk to him. Jesus, we come before you right now, God. Oh, this is a special day, God, that you've set aside, Lord. It's just another day on the calendar for some people, but for some people today where we set aside and we, we we put our fathers on a on a pedestal, God, and the responsibilities, Lord, of a of a man that you have put in the Bible, my God. My mother shared about how responsibilities that the toughest thing that the man has, that's his job, to be a responsible husband, to be a responsible father. Lord, I pray that this day we would commemorate that, my God, that this would show that, that fathers are taking their position. They're, they know what they have to do. They understand it, and they're fulfilling it, God. Lord, also be with the single fathers, Lord. There's many of them, Lord. Not many, but there are some, Lord, that are taking the responsibility of being a single father, Lord. I I pray that you would bless them on this day also, God. Touch them here, Lord for those that didn't even come my god Lord, that they heard it from their kids lord to come to church but they may not have want to lord i pray that this sermon would be inside of our hearts and that we would go back to our dads my god and we would share this message with them today father throughout the whole day lord we want to uplift your name my god we give you glory honor and praise bless the service it's blessed when we came now it's blessed when we're gonna go lord Be with the fellowship. We give you glory, honor, praise, honor, respect unto your name. In Jesus' precious name, our Father. We all sin? We all sin?